What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man behind the board, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, at I am database, based with two S's. You can follow us as a unit, at Kinda Neat. I just had some kid hit me on Twitter, Ben, who was like, yo, man, can I uh, come be your social media manager? You don't have to pay me. I just need food and board. He's, and I was like, oh, you mean the thing that people in Los Angeles spend 90% of their income on? So you want me to give you a 10% discount on <laughs> on, your, on an income so that you can come tweet for me? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh, YouTube.com slash kind of neat where you're going to see our guest today immaculate perform and everything wrapped up in a pretty package on kind of neat.net don't forget to download that podcast app search for kind of neat and subscribe 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 because when you do that and then you play the episode from there sometimes we end up in like the top 50 music podcasts or whatever and then it's super official and maybe eventually we'll make money off podcasts i doubt it but who knows with that being said hi everybody thank you guys for tuning in what has been happening? Like I told you last week, my my grandmother had a spill. She had a fall. And so uh, a while back, like when it, it happened like a month ago and my folks made plans, my mom specifically made plans to come down and hang out with her for a while this month. It was her birthday and it was my grandmother's birthday. And so uh, they came down. So my mom and dad have been up in Ojai. We spent the day the day that they flew in, hot as shit. Obviously, if you live in the area, I don't know why. I just assume that everyone that listens to the show lives in the area, though I'm sure that's like probably inaccurate. But if you don't know, Los Angeles is going through a heat wave, and it's miserable. It's so hot, and it's still so hot, and it's hot today. And um, the day that they flew in, it was really hot, and we went to the beach. And my dad was like ecstatic. He fucking loves the beach. Apparently, that when they went to Hawaii last year, my mom and dad, like, he wouldn't leave the water. Like, he stayed in the water in Honolulu for, like, fucking three hours at one point, and, uh, which is just crazy. Like, he loves the ocean. And so while we're at the beach, he just it's, – it's cool. Like, when he's happier, he seems to be a little more lucid. So he was kind of like, you know, I just really love this. Uh, I could do this every day. I, he's like, you know, one of those houses right there pointing at these mansions and fucking these mansion beach houses in Manhattan Beach. Like, I, I, could, I could live in one of those. I could do this every day. Just walk them down the beach. I, you know, I just love it. And like that, it, that's pretty cool because a lot of times when he's not in a good mood, he doesn't really string together sentences. He'll just kind of get stuck in his thought and like not be able to think of the word he's trying to say. And so he'll just give up on it. And so, you know, it's nice to hear him string together sentences, sentence. Even if he is saying the same sentence uh, repeatedly, that's fine. I'd rather hear him like happy and stringing together one happy sentence than be bummed out and not be able to explain why he's bummed out. But the funniest part of that day was uh, we took a walk all the way down from wherever we were over to the pier and we ended up getting, if you follow me on instagram at its intuition shout out uh if you follow me on instagram you already see this picture but uh we ended up under the pier and the light was nice and so i was like oh i should uh i should try to get like a instagram picture here so i see this fucking homie like playing some soccer with this chick like they're just starting to play some soccer and i was like hey hey excuse me will you take this picture for us he's like oh yeah yeah and he comes over and i'm like trying to explain the framing to him and then quickly i realized like he didn't really speak that much english and so i'm like i'm just like pointing and like going oh you know like showing him how it looks on the camera he's like oh okay 
And so he takes one picture and I come look at it and I'm very anal about the photography shit. And I like see it in my head before I take the picture. So I'm like, Hey, would you mind taking a few more? Cause he didn't really get it. I was like, Hey, and I'm like trying to explain to him how to keep it symmetrical and keep everything. Like I'm like really center us, you know? And <laughs> he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. And he takes like, he's like, Oh, I took a bunch. And I'm like, all right, cool. And so he got it and nailed it. And I'm like, Hey, thank you so much. I know I'm a pain in the ass. I like, I appreciate it. And I, and I go shake his hand and, um, you know, like a big friendly handshake, and I'm kind of like bowing a little bit, going, Oh, thank you so much. You know, I don't know why I would bow to him. He was Spanish, not Asian, but whatever. That was a racist, horribly racist joke. Uh, barely a joke at that. But so my dad sees me fucking shaking his hand, and he walks over, like, kind of laughing and smiling. Hey, man, let me get some of that. Like, talking about a handshake, he goes over and shakes the dude hand, dude's hand. And I, that was hilarious to me because that was like. It's really funny. Like we've been to the beach three times since since they've been up here. Because I went up to Ojai and visited, and I know on these intros it sounds like all I fucking do is go to the beach. But right now it's too fucking hot to not go jump in the water. It's just like miserable anywhere else. And so we'll be walking up and down the beach, and anytime we pass somebody, like he's my dad's not generally very conversational anymore. But we'll walk past some people, and it's almost kind of like I, I get I get scared as to what he's gonna say to them. But we'll walk by people and he'll go, "Hey, how you doing? You having a good time?" And like that. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious because like that's the most that's like the most uh conversational he'll be and i'm like where does where is that coming from like when when he's happy and at the water he'll sit there and say that he could do it all day and that he wouldn't mind living here and that and then anybody that passes he'll go how are you are you having a good time and whenever he sees kids like a particularly like a little baby he'll go oh is it a boy or a girl like he gets very hyped around kids to the point where i'm like oh man like sometimes he wants to like automatically play with the kids but he doesn't uh, comprehend that like he is a giant six foot seven stranger that and like perhaps that could be like intimidating to people so i'm always kind of like trying to shoo him past kids so he doesn't like do too much but anyway yeah so i've been having a good time while my folks are here and uh it's nice it's cool my dad seems in good spirits when he's in california so i've been trying to convince my my mom to just fucking move him down here and, and also oh yeah update on my grandmother she's doing better as well she seems to be like you know the rest has done her well her arm is kind is pretty much almost healed there's still a big ass scab but the scab seems to be going away and just even her like mind state seems to be a little better because she's been eating more and resting and sleeping so that's it's all good news all the stuff that sounded all depressing last week is like pretty cool this week no big deal now today's guest is immaculate he is a rapper but i guess most people would probably you say his name and they say oh he is a battle rapper that used to have a stigma to it i don't think there's so much of a stigma to it anymore because people are living and making really fucking good making a good living off of being battle rappers and greg's one of those people uh, Ilmac is one of those people and i just slipped and called him greg because i've known the dude for for about 12 years now. I met him when he was like a 16-year-old kid um, who was getting flown to California for battle rap events. Even back then, he was shining on fools, and he's still doing that. He's stuck with the battle rap thing, and it's paid off for him in a big way, and he's like pretty widely known. He was just telling me a story about how he was FaceTiming uh, with, or like, he, he got plugged in on a FaceTime with Drake while Drake was in uh, with Future or something, and I'm like, oh, that's a fucking pretty cool story. Uh, oh, oh, where the world will take you. So yeah, I've known him for a long time, but I don't know, I didn't know 
know that much about him. We're acquaintances that have known each other forever. We've uh, taken road trips together from you know Santa Barbara to San Diego, and we've. Uh, I'm pretty sure when I lived in Santa Barbara, he crashed at my house at least once. But you know, I don't really know that much about the dude's personal life. He's, I just know him as like a rap lover and a good rapper. So anyway, it was cool to sit down and get to know him a little better. And if you are a battle fan listening in to kind of neat for the first time, thank you. This isn't necessarily a battle rap podcast, and it's not going to become a battle rap podcast, but I do think that Greg's story has an interesting arc, and we've just known each other for so long that I wanted to have him on. So if you're a battle rap fan, stay tuned in. Listen next week. Go listen to some back episodes. Maybe you'll like it. With that being said, without further ado, here's my conversation with Immaculate. I've known you for probably almost 15 years, like 12 years, probably. Yeah. I don't really know shit about you. Right. You are somebody that I would walk across a room to say hello to if I saw you at a bar randomly. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we're not like texting and like updating each other on life. Uh, And so this will be interesting for me because I feel like we already have this false rapport created, but yet, (laughs) yet and still everything that I learn will be something new that I don't have no idea about. Yeah. So yeah, so that's good. I don't have to do any like warming you up. I can just be like, so tell me, uh, were you ever molested? No, I'm Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Oh shit. No. Uh, you're from Portland. Yes. Is that like where you are from all always, or did you end up moving there as a kid? No, I was, I was born and raised in, uh, St. John's, Portland. What's St. John's Portland? It's just like a a neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Neighborhood neighborhood in portland what's what is st john's neighbor like do you rep it do you rep st john's when you're in <laughs> yeah, portland yeah. yes okay. i do and what's it was like northeast yeah. southeast st john's is like the north the north as it gets and, you know? and in the realm of portlandia what is st john's about um what would a st john's skit be on portlandia <laughs> it, well now it, it'd be vastly different from like when i grew up you know but that's just pretty much the entire city in general um but uh i want to say it was like one of the last thresholds of old portland like one of the last um remaining you know uh, for lack of better words, you know, hoodish it, type it, places. It, it held up against the gentrification mm. a little bit and for, for it, a while. It, it lasted longer than mo- yeah, <laughs> most yeah. places, but I was just, you know. Right. The, so it's kind of isolated. Like, so St. John's wasn't place, the so. most upscale neighborhood when you were growing no. up? No. Okay. Um, why not? I don't know. You can get into like socioeconomics and things, but you know, I, I'm that there is like history with the North in general and the, and, and the history of Portland, um, you know, the Northeast and the North in general was more of the, um, you know, hoodish places and and that goes back through portland's history yeah wasn't portland like segregated city initially or something like that yeah there was like uh you know taking it back there used to be it it was called vanport which is like what we know now is like hayden island it's like where this mall jansen beach is you gotta like it's like the last thing before crossing the bridge into washington okay and um you know early in the history i I can't give dates you know yeah i know i know a lot about very little yeah no i like i I like this kind of shit i'm I'm interested in it so yeah yeah, go ahead so like early, early you know in in portland's history like early early on like it was white only you know and then um it transitioned where it's like all right yeah we'll accept we'll accept you know 
minorities, but it, you have to stay here. And it right. was on, in this spot called Vanport. Yeah. And then um, over the years, there was like a flood. Yeah. And um, lot like a lot of homes, a lot of lives lost. And at that point was when minorities were allowed to like migrate into Portland from Vanport. Oh. And they were, but they were only allowed to stay in like the S- north, the north part and, of yeah, it. Yeah, St. John's and the northeast, mm. pretty much. Oh, that's interesting. And so, and so that's where like a lot of history that you you know that was how many generations like do you have in, there? Um, at least I want to say at least. Two to three. I'm not sure if my great grandparents. I think they might have came from somewhere that I don't know, and like I've the actually, Midwest or something, okay. or uh, you know, like Missouri. I think okay. maybe or, okay. or something. But you know, my grandma and like my dad definitely grew up in North Portland. Okay, yeah. I, and I've always just kind of wondered. Uh, you're a racially ambiguous son of a bitch. Like <laughs> I have no idea what your like ethnic uh, makeup is. Yeah. What, what are the different sides of the family? My dad is the white devil. Okay, so your dad's white. Far, yeah, right. <laughs> you know and that's yeah. made up of every European. Um, He's American white, just a mutt. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Norwegian, Irish, all, all, all of it. Right. Um, and then my mom is just Native American and Hispanic. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's a small, what sort of small Hispanic? brown woman that that I tower over. Nice. Oh. Feel, yeah, this well. Really? Yeah, she claims she's four eleven. I was like four nine. Oh, my grandmother's four nine. That's <laughs> we we come from short people. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of Hispanic is she? Yeah, and it's something my grandpa used to always say. He was like, "You're not. A, you're Mexican." Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, you know, like his first language was was Spanish. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I thought you were gonna say, "Oh, his first language there. was Mexican." I was like, "That's not politically <laughs> no, correct, yeah, yeah. Greg." So you're like half brown and half white, basically. Right. That's such. That's a great explanation. I never knew that. Yeah. I just always thought that yeah, I was like, I don't know. He's just like, tan. he's tan. He's, <laughs> right. he's tannish. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And so do you know how the family ended up in Portland from Missouri or from wherever? I, I don't but actually. What does no. your family do for work? No, like, well, how did true. everybody live? They had me at a real young age. Like uh, my mom, I think, was 18 and my dad was 19. Oh, wow. And uh, she finished school um, pregnant with me. Maybe I was, I might've been just like born earlier that I think I was actually, she was pregnant with me in her senior year. And then I think I was born. So they're like um, high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, my dad dropped out and got a job in a aluminum extrusion plant. Um, and he still, still works there. Hardworking blue collar folks. Yeah. Did, what did mom end up doing? Um, she bounced around, like she went to, uh, she went through a series of jobs and then ended up going back to college, um, getting a degree. And then, uh, now she works for, uh, our tribe actually. What? Um, oh, really? Yeah. What yeah. tribe is it? Selects. That, I've Selets never heard tribe. of that. It's, it's a coastal, cool. coastal tribe. That's dope. Yeah. You guys got any, uh, has the white man given you any casinos? <laughs> we have, we have one casino How's in Lincoln that? City, do, Chino, do, do, Queens. You, do you go? Oh yeah, I go. I pretty much. I think uh, I get back yearly pretty much what I lose yearly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm yeah. even. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You break even at the casino. <laughs> yeah. uh, so wait, uh, being quarter Native American or half Native American, do you get like a stipend from the government? Shit from that? Yeah, yeah. We, I get a a, a yearly uh, piece of like the casino. Like you know, it goes out to all members of the tribe. That's pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, that's not like pretty tight considering the history the, uh, of what right. has happened to the yeah. people. Yeah. But right. in modern time, not not so bad. Yeah. So growing up in Portland, what's that like? 
I mean, it was all I knew. You know, there was never like. In, when you're like growing up, and yeah, when you're in I that, you're, you, it's when it's all you know. You're not like this is this right. type it, of life. It, that was it's the worst. Just, it was the worst question. But now that you're well traveled, <laughs> now that you've right, been right. around and stuff, like how yeah. what are what are the things that you would say uh, in your youth uh-huh. were, were were unique to your growing up? Um, looking back, I think it was you. You know, Portland's an interesting place in that. You know, like how I uh, broke down, you know, the way the neighborhoods were, at least in the north and northeast, mm-hmm. like throughout the 80s and 90s. Um, there you had that element, but you also have the like greater Portland, you know, what what has developed now um, in, in, in the like, you know liberal green like you know organic fucking yeah, yeah. whatever so there was all those elements already and then also it's a it's it's a art it's a pretty artsy city you know like you, art is a big thing from the music scene um not necessarily hip-hop but just rock and everything there's like a huge indie scene out there you right. know um i was out in tour on tour in europe and i was in um uh, where was i i was in alborg Copenhagen and uh we're we're doing a show this is just you know a testament to what, what I was just saying and the promoter was like oh you're from Portland and I was like yeah he goes yeah like I can pull out the receipts of all my last payouts the last three months and he goes and over half of them, the bands were from Portland really Oregon. yeah yeah there's a so lot of the, working musicians out there right yeah now. yeah so right. there's that element combined with like what was specific to St. John's and um even in St. John's too there was always kind of like this I think like underdog kind of notion or feeling from the sports teams um, with the, in the schools I grew up in, but also, like I said, like, geographically St. John's is a little detached from the rest of Portland. It's, it's the most north, but it's also like west. Uh-huh. You know, you once past St. John's, you're crossing a bridge and it's like you're on your way to the coast. Right. You know? So you're pretty close so, to the water? I mean, uh, there's the Willamette River that St. John's sits on, okay. but um, it, it's... Uh, just detached from the greater Portland area yeah, by yeah, like yeah. a few minutes. You right, know? right. So there was always this like underdog, like our teams going against the, you know, Roosevelt versus Jefferson. And, right. and it was always like this, this rivalry and kind of like right. St. John's is Portland. Like, right. You know, so the, I think those elements, but from the music influence and like the art, artsy aspect to um, just the neighborhood dynamic. And then that kind of underdog effect had like a, you know, did you looking gr- back an effect on my whole. Did you trajectory. grow up pretty artsy? No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, like, were your really. were your are your folks artistic at all? Um, my mom definitely sings, you yeah. know, and uh, that was that was an influence. When she'd always sing in the car. I remember we took a trip to California and in uh, San Francisco, she stopped at one of those booths and like recorded a song. Like, oh and, yeah! And I remember, and she got like a tape from it. Yeah. And actually, I remember that being that I had to be like under ten. I wasn't double digits, and I remember at that point it was like a real influential. Thing. I was like, I, what? Like that's you're like mom spitting hot fire in the booth. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I want, I want in. Yeah. <laughs> no, know? that's crazy. How she did the whole uh, every every word from Juicy for by Biggie on, <laughs> on that tape. That's like crazy that she knew all the words to that. Um, it, was, it was actually La Isla Bonita by oh. by Madonna. For your information, wow, man. Yeah. wow. Mom, hey, so mom's a little bit of a no, I'm your folk, your folks stuck together. Uh, no, they they when actually when I was three years old. Oh, uh, so you don't even remember that. Probably, huh? I, I I remember. You do? I, yeah, I, I, I there's I have memories of it for sure. Oh, I really? Remember, like 
I actually remember the the fight and the the split and everything. Really? Yeah. How do you remember that? You're so young. I it was a. Uh, I think a pivotal. Do you have like a weird memory thing? Like, can you remember everything? No, uh, no, not at yeah. all. Um, but I think that was just like a a, a, a pivotal memory in my in my history that yeah. like, you so, know impacted me. Were you only child, or did they have any more before they split at up? The, no, I was only child at the time. Yeah, um, they split up, and they both have, have had children right. since. With. Who did you end up going with, mom or dad? Um, it was kind of back and forth like yeah. when I was, you know, up until starting school. And mm-hmm. then when we started, when I started school, I was staying with my dad. Oh, my, really? Yeah. My grandma, like okay. he was staying with, uh, his mom uh-huh. and, it, and it was like a crazy house. Cause my four uncles lived there too. Oh, so it was, wow. like, so it was like a lot of male influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, why didn't you go with mom? Do you remember like, uh, I feel like I, most kids go with their mom. Yeah. No? Yeah. Um, I think it was just a thing that they decided at the time and also uh i think the school like my grandma lived like six blocks from this school that my dad went to and everything like and it was like in the north so right i think did you you still see her a lot though oh yeah Yeah, she was there all the time yeah yeah. and they kept it cool after they split up like or did you see a lot of turmoil between them or what uh there there wasn't a lot of time you know they uh they they got along. They didn't. They got but but uh, I, there was never really a um an impact on me as far as you know. Of course, when I was real young, I had the fairy tale. I just want my parents to get yeah, back together. Of you course, know? of course. But like it, it, even when I started, uh, you know, becoming aware of relationships and and going, you know having girlfriends and all, I realized I'm like, that would never work. Like, right. I don't know how they lasted <laughs> as long yeah. as they did. They're both the dominant right. personality. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know? okay. So, and um, so they both get remarried. Yeah. Well, when was that? Or when um, was that story? around, you know, I can't, I can't remember marriage, but the people that they got with, um, my stepdad, my stepmom, like been around since I was like five. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so you got siblings from both, uh, yeah. families. Yeah. yeah. How, uh, uh, how many? Um, I have two sisters, yeah. um, on my dad's side and one brother on my mom's word. How's that? Yeah. I mean, uh, I love them. Yeah. It's, uh, it was interesting cause when I, you know, growing up with my dad, it was, it was a full house, you know, and we always had other family members that were living, living with us. So it was like, right. you know, three of us and, uh, yeah, it was damn it was fucking four uncles and and you <laughs> yeah. and your grandmother. Yeah, damn, yeah. that sounds like an dad. Italian family, Loki. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. My uncle is like uh, thirteen years older than me, so he was oh, young yeah. in high school. So that's that was like, like your an influence on your brother me too. uncle. Yeah, 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 my brunkle. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, he'd always treat me like a little. And he was the youngest, getting picked on by four older, older brothers, brothers. So I got picked on by him. Wow. <laughs> but, oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's that He's that does make sense because it it's like fuck. Your dad's like probably only twenty one, twenty two, when that's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. damn, that's such a trip. Uh-huh. Here's the thing: when I met you, you're like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, but mm-hmm. already like very advanced rapper and getting paid to travel places and such. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine, and and just hearing you speak right now, like you're very well spoken and and you watch your battle raps and you can tell that like you you think a lot mm-hmm. so school came easy or what, uh, how was it yeah i i was i was in very engaged you know yeah. and um i had a few influential teachers that like like when i was in elementary school like fourth and fifth grade i was like in the chess club really and, like, loved that yeah and uh my that was like my favorite teacher who also taught the chess club the jizzler Mr. from wu-tang <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah yeah that was his That's alias so yeah. crazy yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah it came pretty easy you know and then 
even through like middle school, high school, I, it was easy, but it was I, it is an application thing, you know. So like when you'd get your, when I'd get my uh, midterms or any of my report cards, like it broke down the different facets of, you know, uh, in class participation, be, so behavior, uh, whatever else. And it was definitely like in class participation, you know, eighty percent. And then it was like homework, zero percent. Right, right. Testing, like there's 98%, a fine line. Right, there's like know? a fine line between. Um, things coming too easy and, or like coming easy and being too easy because yeah. then you get bored and you, yeah. you don't give a shit. Yeah. I definitely had the young, arrogant attitude of like, I already know this. Like why am right. I just homework? Is Did pointless. you do a lot it's of reading redundant. on your own when you were a kid? When I was real young, like my mom used to read to me and then I read to her like every night and then, um, you know, so I love books. And then when I remember going into like high school and everything, it was kind of the transition into like, you know, I would say probably hitting puberty is like, I hate reading, you know, right. like this. I'm, I'm cool. Like, like, I just want to jerk off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. I don't look at Playboy for the articles anymore. <laughs> I only the picture. I blame it on something yeah. about Mary. <laughs> that movie. I didn't know what, how to properly, <laughs> how to properly masturbate oh, until watching that movie. True story. But <laughs> I don't want to know. Story. I don't want to know that one. No, uh, uh, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, uh in your school, like St. John's is a little bit split off from Portland. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, Portland's not like a huge city, right. right? Yeah, you can get everywhere in like 20 one side or the other. Right, and 15, I would imagine 20. there's maybe like, how, how many high schools would you say there are around there, like 20, uh, 25? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. I would imagine that every high school has its little, or every school section has its little niche. Like, this is the rich kid school. This uh, is the right. the country school. This is the whatever school. Mm -hmm. what, were, what was you guys' what was the stereotype about your school? In high school? Yeah, sure. I would say more of the kind of like mighty ducks like the like region like Small. the bro that yeah. it, was, it was it was like just as big but as like any of the other high schools but it was kind of like there was no real success in sports the you know academically behind right. most and it, we like we had a rivalry with the other high school that was in the northeast which was like you know the other right. quote unquote like hoodish school or whatever where did you fit into the equation of your high school like what like uh, if you were to break it down into the stereotypical the social, yeah like, the social dichotomy um you who know, did you hang with i uh i actually like was i kicked it pretty so i was pretty solitary in that i had like especially in the high school i was cool with pretty much a lot of the groups and so like in classes i had friends in, from every gamut you know right. in, in every group as far as who i kicked it with outside of school it was like my friend warren cross yeah and like my girlfriend at the time like my high school girlfriend other than that i had a lot of uh you know friend slash acquaintances but as far as groups i was kind of like me or the people i like made music with or warren and, and um i don't know like i it was kind of like social chameleon i i you know i guess i could say because yeah. um not always in like really good friends with pretty much any of the groups but i got along with most of them right you know? right yeah. you know the funny thing is a lot of the a lot of times in these interviews i try to like stay away from uh too much talk about the music life but the thing is is like 
I, I would say that you've spent over, you've probably spent three quarters of your life making music at this point. Because even yeah. when I would talk to you when you were 16, you were like, oh, yeah, I've been making music since I was 10. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's 11, but yeah. Oh, 11. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. So th- tell me about that. Like, how does uh, a little half Native American, half white <laughs> kid from Portland, like, start barring out? In middle school, you know, I definitely kicked it with the group, like, where I was like the token white boy yeah. and um yeah, at George Middle School and um I was like my best friend at the time was uh my homeboy Deshante and uh we were always kicking in. He always rapped. I did I didn't rap at the time, but we always would like roast each other back yeah. and forth always and you know i was definitely had been a long time hip-hop fan since a very young age how like who got you into that was your dad were your older brother i mean your uncles into my, that my uncle was yeah. yeah he definitely was watching mtv all the time and had you know tupac albums and and had a had a uh he actually had a pretty eclectic taste in music, but in the, in, it was definitely very hip-hop driven. Yeah. But I, if you were to ask who put you in that direction initially, Deshante? I would... No, oh. I'd say my grandma. Really? <laughs> yeah, my grandma Ladonna when I was four years old. Really? Yeah. How's that work? <laughs> she uh, she was like, oh, here, check out this two-line crew tape. <laughs> yeah, You're like, this what? New mixtape. You're like, grandma, <laughs> you listen to me so horny? What the fuck? Nah, she had got like a, uh, this is like when Walkmans, you oh, know, yeah. were, and she had a Walkman. Yeah. And uh, she went to like a yard sale and got a, uh, a, a cassette like case yeah. to carry all her cassettes in, but it came preloaded uh, with the tons of cassette tapes. And one of them was called Jammin'. It was, it was like a mixtape and it had like Run DMC, Curtis Blow, um, Roxanne, Sugar Hill Gang, Fat Boys. It had everything, all the classic old school yeah. shit on. And at this time, it's like 1990. Yeah. So that that even that's a little you know like little back in the past, but to me it was like the first time so she gave me that tape, right. and I, every you know my mom stayed with her, so every time I was with my mom, I was there, and I'd always ask her to use her Walkman, and I'd just listen to that tape, and I was like my tape. That's you tight. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's tight. Run DMC, like you talk too much, was like my that's favorite so song, you know. And so from then on, I definitely had had a had a love and and passion for the music. That's dope. And, yeah, and that's so kinda, interesting. My I have a similar story. That that I don't think I've ever told on here before, but like my uh, my dad was the type. I feel like if my dad would have been born in our generation, he would be like amazing at the internet because <laughs> back in the day he would go to the library constantly, and you could check out music from yeah, the library, yeah. and you could take a tape player in there and fucking take a tape and dub it in the library, and they didn't give a shit. Like that, it was like yeah. early, it was like early Napster shit. That's what you would do. <laughs> and so he would see me like as a young kid being into like, you know, MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice, and he knew that shit was corny, and he didn't like uh, he didn't like rap music, but he knew that the particularly the rap that I was listening to was corny. So he would go dub like LL Cool J tapes or Run DMC tapes or Beastie Boys tapes for me, and then give them to me. And I remember getting roasted one time actually that in, is in awesome. fifth grade because I had I had a uh, I had a fucking Sony My First Walkman. Remember mm-hmm. those? They were like red and they looked like a toy, basically. No, I don't, I they don't remember. They were shit. They were some straight <laughs> bullshit, but it was like a big advertising thing, like, oh, my first Walkman. And it was like, looked like a red toy, basically. And I put it on. And then he gave me an LL Cool J tape that I was listening to, but it wasn't Mama Said Knock You Out, which was like the one that was out then. Right, yeah. It was the one before that, uh-huh. maybe bad or something. And so my friends were like, oh, man, you got a fucking my first Walkman. What are you? And, the, and they're clowning and they're like, what are you listening to? And I said, LL Cool J. And they're like, which one? I told them now. And they're like, 
damn fool, you got a my first Sony and a my, <laughs> my, my first Ella. rap tape. And I was like, oh shit, but whatever. She was <laughs> right. influential. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's crazy. So your grandmother accidentally made you a rapper. Yeah. Pretty That's much. tight. And yeah. so, uh, when you're kicking it with Deshante and, and roasting each other, yeah. you guys start rapping together uh, too. Yeah, Is it mostly freestyle? Um, no, no, oddly enough, like, you know, we, me and him like kicked it a lot and we're like best friends. And then of course we, there was a group of friends we kicked it with. And so we were always kind of like roasting each other, you know, and I, I grew up like my dad and all my uncles used to just roast, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. shit. so I already like, I, you know, had a, like a little affinity that, however, I didn't, um, start. It was I didn't like most people start by free sound, just having fun. That wasn't me. Deshante was like, you should write a rhyme. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm not a rapper. He's like, you should just write a rhyme. Yeah. And so I wrote my first rhyme, but I definitely just bit rock him and like added a two bars, you Hell know, yeah. like, uh, uh, and it was like a four bar rhyme and like two bars were biting rock him or something like a tape I had. Hey, could then, have been worse people. <laughs> not, it was right? good, good taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I I I remember that the the lyrics actually is like I uh, I reach into my this is the biting yeah, part yeah. Uh, I reach into my pocket but there's nothing but lint I try to figure how I could get some dead presidents so I walk into the bank with the nine in my hand next thing I know the judge is saying approach the stand and that's eleven year old me <laughs> you know like talking about robbing banks yeah. with a nine in my hand yeah, right, <laughs> but it was right. just like you know what what I was listening to was right the, um so. From then on, it was like once I wrote that, like all through school, reading and writing was my favorite at up until because this is before high school when I was like, yeah. I'm too cool to read. Right. You know? But um, up until like English, reading, writing, those were all my favorite subjects. I loved writing stories. Was, that was my favorite thing I wrote. I still have stories that I wrote, you know, all through school. And uh, so once I wrote that, it was like combining that with the music that I love the most. And I was just like, Psh, I couldn't stop. You right. know? So um, that was where it, it started. Like my first rap group came that year, later that year. Is Which it called? was called? <laughs> what was it called? It's called Lyrical Militia. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah. Well, that's like the quintessential first rap group. Well, you, you know, one thing that I like about you and I is that neither of us gave up on our like real backpacker ass names because we <laughs> yeah. both have some like yeah, very late 90s, early 2000 rap names. Yeah. And while everyone true. else has changed them or tried to deviate from uh -huh. them, we just kept with it. Yeah. We were like immaculate and intuition. Yeah. Backpacker ass <laughs> names. I'm good. It's true. You know, what most I mean? people just mispronounce it illmatic anyway. Right, so I right. Just roll with it. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like most people at this point would have been like, okay, I'm going to try to like rebrand. I'm just going to go buy ill or like, I'm going to go buy Mac, uh -huh, you know? And uh -huh. like, nope. You I was thinking about changing it to Mac hyphen row. That'd be tight. Mac row. Mac row. Yeah. There you go. Uh, maybe you could have gone by iMac. Uh, that would have, uh, I don't know. But I M A C K. Yeah. Like there dash you go. M I C K. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, yeah. Lyrical militia. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's real. That's real late 90s shit. Yeah. Right I went there. from lyrical militia to sound gods. Sound gods. Uh, that that sounds like it could have been like an early like sound click era. sharing website. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It does. Exactly. It does for sure. Uh, yeah. So what did you do in your free time? Like in, as a kid, like, it seems as though were you just like in the studio or what were you doing? Well, did you well, play sports? Like, like what? I don't know. What, I, I, yeah. I, I definitely, you know, um, from s sixth grade, you know, through high school, even, you know, to this day, like play basketball. Oh, taught you know my sisters how so to like play. A like, yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> That's a short joke. <laughs> oh. 
I thought it was just comparing raw talent. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> Space Jam. Uh, <laughs> classic movie. So you're a basketball player. Yeah, I play basketball. Yeah. Um, but really, even like through, oddly enough, through, uh, you know, elementary school, before even music came, I was, I was kind of... I wouldn't say antisocial, but I didn't really hang out with kids much. And I think that has to do with, in retrospect, obviously not at the time I was the self-aware, but in retrospect, I think it has to do with uh, having older uncles and hanging out with them constantly. I felt like I just wanted to hang out with them and, you know. They have more issues. to offer than little kids. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I wasn't, um, I don't think... I, you know, is stimulated by hanging out. With, I mean, obviously, I went to birthday party and had you know hung out with friends. But overall, I didn't really hang out with many people in elementary. Even through middle school, I started to be a little bit more social and like had my best friend. But you know, the, uh, looking back, I was like, man, I was kind of a little little loner. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to kick it with friends. I wanted to come home and kick it with my uncles and like my uncle Danny and like listen to all his tapes and he had a crazy system in his room and right. you know, so music was heavily influenced even from then on. Then when you would get into middle school, you know, obviously you do the he started like partying and had, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I'm playing basketball and partying a little more or whatever. And through high school, still, I just had a, I kept a very small circle and like we'd go to shows. But I re music was really prevalent for me even at a very young age. What like, shows I just did you to go to? Studio. My first hip hop show, I think, was Tech Nine, like right before Absolute Power dropped, like in between Angelic and Absolute Power, as far as like a, you know, official show. I, yeah. I went to like local, like, um, talent shows and stuff that I'd performed at, but that was like my first. What was your like, first time rapping on stage? How old were you? Uh, I think my first is like a talent show in like middle school, yeah. you know, like seventh grade or something, um, was my first time. And you wrapped um, your own bars? Yeah. How, yeah. How did you do? Uh, I'm sure it was terrible. Right. But at the time, like we felt like I was like, I'm the man. That was like, a lyrical the, militia? Yeah. How many dudes were in their crew? Well, it, it like fluctuated. Um, I think originally our first performance, I think there was four of us. Um, me, Reggie, Deshante, and Ronte. You but, had Deshante and Ronte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, yeah. I think that was actually our first show. Yeah. And then it kind of expanded and contracted like for a, for a couple years. Yeah. After after that. So by the time I met you, it, it was in Santa Barbara, and it was because of philip drummond <laughs> dj philip drummond uh elliot shout out elliot um like how does he find out about you I f here's the thing that guy i feel like elliot is actually uh, a catalyst for a lot he's like an uncredited catalyst for a lot of what's happened in modern battle rapping i think a lot a lot of relationships can be traced back and funneled yeah. right to him yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah he's the christopher columbus he, he was like a fucking amazing as many differences as we had, he was an amazing battle rap A and R. Yeah, and yeah. he like spotted talent in you very young because, yeah. like I said, he he started hitting you up when you were like sixteen, uh -huh. I think, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, and he starts flying you places. Right. What's that? What's that like? Um, I think so. At the, starting at the first part, I think he um caught wind of me when I was fifteen in two thousand and one. Um, 
I'm going I'm to try to like summarize this because it's a, usually a long story. But uh, we can go, was, Hey, you got time. We got a long, okay. long story. I don't care. Okay. Uh, 15 years old. Yeah. My first battle. So prior to this, I hadn't um, freestyled. Like I said, I yeah. started off writing. Right. And then I had been writing for about four years up until this point and making music. And I've been in the studio about two. I, th- I started recording when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. We finally got like a studio and, and we we're constantly recording as lyrical militia and making demos and my uh you were know, you guys trying to be like the raucous records version of little bow wow or something like i, I don't even think little bow wow like I, uh, there was this other group that was like cool. it was something to do with a number it was like you know something seven like mm. uh or or you know fear it wasn't furious five but it was something like that and yeah. i want to say it was a with seven and there was hella little kids yeah. seven little kids yeah i remember you know copping their single at uh tower records or something yeah but like oh because we already were a group do you ever remember but, that little kid group quo there's no. two kids a white kid and a black kid the white kid went on to be like britney spears is uh choreographer and shit as an adult but they were like pretty dope rappers for little kids and i used to like be like oh man i want to be really like, whoa this shit's tight <laughs> that's tight no I, I don't remember it's probably horrible in, in retrospect <laughs> right. um okay so, so you're in the studio at 13 and then yeah, yeah. I'm, so i'm making music um and around um prior like i'd say end of 14 early 15 like prior to this i just listened to what was pop you know mtv um you know but, but but like my CD collection at this point probably consists of like it's dark and hell is like DMX yeah, Method yeah. Man Tupac uh, Biggie um, you know and and a lot of other Wu Tang but um, that was like my threshold then I got introduced to cannabis oh shit my mind That's so was many blown. battle rappers my like, mind was blown drug like yeah. in, intro drug yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, I think what it was is it, it was just something that was so different and mm-hmm. it like blew my mind and I actually uh, started at 2000 BC mm-hmm. like I didn't I didn't and then I went back and heard his first but I like my mind was blown and at this time I'm in high school we're having silent sustained reading and I'm reading the dictionary already mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm just writing words down because I, w- I want it wasn't that I wanted all these big words. It's just I want to increase my word bank, mm-hmm. you know, like words. Oh, auxiliary. I never use that word. I need mm-hmm. to use it more and like rhymes, whatever. So uh, anyways, I get into this cannabis phase and I just start writing like cannabis, you know, like help, uh, super just. Yo, my cerebral cortex is yeah. enormous, and yeah, like yeah. start even talking with more yeah. of a, or rapping with the I'm East a, Coast. I'm a like, cannibal with mechanical <laughs> mandibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And uh, uh, my buddy who was in lyrical militia, my dude Austin Ripley, he was like, "Hey, I have uh, this flyer," and he gives it to me, and it's for a battle, yeah. and it was like a, all hip hop. It was like a DJ battle, a break dance battle, graffiti expo, and an MC battle. He's like, mm-hmm. "You should enter this. You're like on some battle rhymes." Mm-hmm. Uh, battle rhyme shit already and I was like I don't freestyle like this is a freestyle battle and he was like learn he's like mm-hmm. just start freestyling it was about a month month and a half before the event and it was a thousand dollar prize oh, for wow. the MC battle yeah. and so I was like alright and so I just start freestyling and I start battling people randomly at school and, and, I, and I'll take all those words that I was like previously I'll just write words down to use in rhymes and I started like trying to just look at pieces of paper and f- use the words in freestyle I go to the battle 
which funny enough, I guess Awkwards was there. This is years uh, before we actually met because yeah. it's it kind of a big event and it was in yeah. Portland. I'm 15 years old. Yeah. Um, 2001, November, 2001. And it was one of those situations where I told all my friends and family to show do up. Do not oh, come. Really? <laughs> yeah. I told everyone do not come. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I am going to get washed yeah, yeah. and I just have to take this to the head yeah. just to get better. Right. You know, don't come. I told everyone I know don't come. Yeah. And then, um, so it was like a crazy process. I'm 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 pretty sure there's like 180 contestants. I remember it was almost 200 and the like 180, 181, something in there is always stuck in my head. And so there was this huge line on the side and what they had was... In Portland, the 180 battle rappers showed up? It was sold out 2,000 capacity oh, venue. Holy shit, yeah, that's it was big. Like the Crystal Ballroom. Wow, that's crazy. It was huge. And... um so there's all these MCs and uh, you just stood in line. You filled out a little three by five car with your name on it. You know, like they're like, all right, put your alias where you're from, whatever. And um, so I go up. And I'm not gonna lie, I like had some pre-med yeah. bars for my uh, intro, which I I remember year like I was always ashamed to admit that afterwards. Right, well. But it was just for like the 30 second little because everyone just went up and just rapped, and then they narrowed it down to like 16 yeah. or something. I don't even think they did 32. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was to 16 from 180, and it was all based off your little 30 second thing. So I went up there and I actually got a huge reaction, and. um so I leave the stage and like everyone's like, oh, you know, just really because I'm a lit. I look like I mean, I'm 15 and I'm me. So like, I look can you like believe just that the smallest kid. Can you up believe there. that 15 year old has a mechanical mandible? <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, everyone else is like, you know, adults like right. you know, and, and, and everyone else is struggle rappers yeah, and you're the adorable. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm like getting all this love going through the car. I'm like, this is crazy. And then you were um, you I, were the slim Jesus of Portland at the time. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't ever put I, I don't think I could. Fit in those shoes. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, funny enough, um, you know, when I filled out my card, they're like, put your alias where you're from. So I put like alias, colon, immaculate, and then, you know, where I was from and everything. So then when they're calling the final 16 up, they're like, they kept calling someone like alias, alias, report to the stage, oh, alias. And, and so I didn't get called up. And like, I'm standing in the front row though, and there are like in the front couple rows, and everyone's like, why didn't you get called up? Like, you killed it. Like, yeah, you blew yeah. the roof off. I'm like, I don't know. And I remember being super salty, and they kept on calling someone named alias. And then like a few rounds into the battle, um, or a few battles in it was still like the first round they like looked at me they see me in the front row and they're like alias like why aren't you up on stage yeah. because I put like alias, alias first yeah, and yeah, not yeah. just still. so then they pull me up I go through the battle and long story short like I pretty much accidentally won like I won the the whole thing and uh, you know that was kind of the catalyst I think for even um Philip Drummond knowing about me because yeah, that's like a big event, yeah. Especially by did people tape it? Yeah, there's like there's the VHS's. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I think thing. it just got uploaded on no YouTube way. like really? this last year. That's so someone crazy. put that up. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is like uh, the battle culture as a whole has obviously turned into this big content churning fucking entity where there's yeah. like n multiple new battles hitting YouTube every single day. Right, but. 
back when I met you, all there was was mcbattles.com and you had Biggest to influence you had ever. to look you, you basically updated every day in hopes or like you would refresh it every day in hopes that there was There's one battle a month. Even if it was audio. Right. Audio mm-hmm. battle. Yeah, right. Yeah. You used to watch. And the videos were usually only about a minute and a half long. They mm-hmm. were like maybe one of the rounds or yeah. if, the, if the camera guy didn't like one of the rappers, he would cut out that yep. round or yep. whatever. Yep. Like. It's um, like Pack FM, yeah. Tone Def and Gin and Mini Style. It was and the it idea. Was, it was the internet uh, equivalent of like uh, taping the radio when you heard your favorite yeah, song. It yeah, was like that. Really you know what I mean? Like you didn't you didn't really have access to a lot of battles back uh-huh. then. That was and, like my site though. That was right. what, that was a big influence. For and sure. so dudes like Elliot and dudes like Avocado, uh, like they would be looking at those sites and looking for talent all the time. And mm-hmm. so is that like how did how did Elliot hear about you from the Portland battle? So I'm not sure uh, where you know that leaked. I th- I, the, you know that battle was like a big event. I, like I said, there's so many people there. And you know, me and Awkward's becoming friends later on. Yeah. He was like, I was there. Yeah. Like, did he what? make it to the I final sixteen or no? no I don't uh, think he did. Honestly, ooh. I don't even. No, I'm pretty Shots sure fired. he did. Yeah, okay. yeah, Brian. <laughs> He's <laughs> coming for you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think he did. Um, but so that that was the catalyst, and that's where I'm pretty sure there were like I I did a couple car shows after that. Took took one, took second at another, and um. It was, it was real all of a sudden, you know, I didn't, it, it was really crazy because it just like fell into this thing where all of a sudden the whole city was like, oh, and there was like controversy. He only won because he was young, which when, when I won that first battle and you know, that, that was really what fueled me to, cause I, who knows if I would have kept with it, but there was all this controversy of like, he won cause he was young. And so that really, I'm like well, that very was a, competitive That was already. a thing that followed you for years too. Yeah. Cause like when the scribble jam thing, that was like a big thing. Like, oh, he, oh, he only won cause he's the underdog. And yeah. Da, 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 da. And like, uh-huh. there's always something to be said for the right. underdog shit. But if you don't take advantage of that, of that momentum, then what's the point? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's all um, about utilizing your strength. Right. So when do you start traveling out of state for battle stuff? A year later, I was 16. I, so I did that battle. I did a couple car shows in Portland, took like first and second and somewhere in there. And those like three, three or four battles, um, you know, Elliot had, Philip Drummond had heard of me somehow. Who knows? Honestly, right. still have no idea. Right. And then um, he contacted me like, hey, come out to these battles. Like what, on MySpace or something? You know, it probably was MySpace. Yeah. yeah. He probably messaged me and then got my email and then was like, hey, come out to California. There's a Santa Barbara battle. And I think a few days later, there was a battle in L.A. And I came out for like two of them. And uh, the one in Santa Barbara. It uh, might have been San Diego. Oh, the hot monkey. Lo- nah, I want- so th- that was later. I, 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 OK, yeah. maybe. Maybe it might have been San Diego. I know I came out a few times. I remember and it all the, fir- the first time you came down was definitely for Santa Barbara, right? And right. because uh, mm-hmm. we played, we were at a party in Isla Vista, and that's where I met you and, mm-hmm. and Elliot. All those, oh man, you got me. This is fucking the best battle rap. He's only sixteen, <laughs> and I'm like, oh cool, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was just that was just so yeah. crazy. And so, how did you do in that battle? Uh, Santa Barbara. Actually, I did. I did pretty well. Uh, here was my thing. Like at the time, you like we're talking about MC battles. Like that was the only place to consume battle rap. 
So at this time, I looked up to the Fresh Coast. I look, I never met him. I looked up to Franco, watching the Iron Man battles in that gym, you know, uh, where he battled No Can Do, a bunch of other, I think Cypher One or yeah, something, yeah. XI. I, I watched that. Arukasaki? Like, yes, Aruka. I, I watched that at least. I would say at least a hundred times. Yeah, totally. You know? And uh, no can do same thing. Tons yeah. of his bad or a few of his battles on there, which at the time was a ton of content. Um, so and. I definitely met Bo Rat somewhere in there. Yeah. Or I had had heard of him. So then come Santa Barbara, uh, I think I battled somebody. I, um, I think I battled just uh, a, a someone who I can't remember. First round one. Wasn't it was, that that wasn't the one battle. that I was hosting, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, that was the first battle you did I, I, at I, I, Santa Barbara. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah, that was like the, the second the college. Okay, so I was hosting that. El- yeah, yeah. Elliot got me to host that, and it's funny mm-hmm. because the lady um, who was like the the president of the board or whatever of of like student activities, uh-huh. well, there was like it was a situation where there was like you know 32 rappers or something, and she just wanted to draw names out of a hat to pair people up. And I was going, look, lady, you can't do that. There's some of the best battle rappers in the country have flown here for this. Like, this is a kind of all of a sudden a big centralized event where there are people that have traveled from hours away Mm -hmm. to be in this. I was like, we can't put some shitty no name that's like just a local college student against some dude that's traveled and that's good and known. Like, we got to put we have to seed them. You know what I mean? And she's like, we can't do that because then the event is rigged. And I was like, the event is not rigged. And so anyways, we ended up drawing names out of the hat. And then at the last minute. Elliot and I like changed all the brackets so that nobody that was good would get eliminated in the first round. Early, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I definitely got, you know, probably a, a, a college student or something first round. Yeah. And then uh, second round, I came up against No Can Do. Yeah. Which I had never met. But uh, at the time was like, I'm like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm battling no can do. I've seen him a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm like, all right, just have a good showing. And then uh, I ended up winning against him. And I remember I, like at that point, I'm like, I've won. I won the event mm-hmm. <laughs> in my head. I'm right. like, I, I beat someone that I've watched for this. Right. I'm like, I'm, I've, I've made it, you know. Right. And then um, I, that, and then I think I battled 60 cycle after that. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm reversing that order, but I battled 60 cycle. Right. Um, and then, uh, I made it to the semifinals where I lost to Borat. Right. Borat ended up winning that because yeah, he yeah. was a UCLA student and right. kind of had that kind of home field advantage yeah. momentum. He, also, he, was, he was killing he, it yeah, too though. Yeah, yeah. He was killing. I think he does definitely deserve win. He outpunched me. He definitely beat me. Yeah. It, was, it was funny. I think I was running out of steam at that point. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I remember being so hyped because some of that footage ended up on MC. So I'm like, there I am hosting. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I Franco like picking up uh, skateboards and cups. Oh, and here, bottles here's and a great story about that. I don't know if you know this, but my DJ, uh, Leon, well, not my Leon, who used to DJ for me during my shows, uh, DJ merch. He was DJing that battle. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say any names, but somebody paid him to make sure that Franco, who could double time freestyle, freestyle (laughs) over double time, paid him a little extra to make sure that in one of Franco's rounds, a double time beat would come up. It was against J-Pro. Yeah, it was against J-Pro. Yeah, shout out J-Pro. And so he got paid to do that. And... um, 
Because I remember as soon as he drops the beat, you could see on the video, I go, what the fuck? I'm like, why are you dropping a double time beat? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Vividly. And, and yeah. Franco starts killing it. And then J-Pro is like lost like, over yeah, the like beat, what? but is like angrier because of that and comes off and fucking ends up winning that battle, which uh-huh. I thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that shit fucking backfired for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then I remember we ended up traveling. So we ended up driving in my um, Blazer. Uh, yeah, I think I had a Blazer back then. Me, you, Borat, and somebody else from Santa Barbara to San Diego okay, then what, the for Hot, Hot Monkey. Monkey Love I don't know if it was that same trip, though. It might have been a different trip, but yeah. there was a two-on-two battle, and you yeah. and Borat teamed up. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely like an O three, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe maybe O two. It was O two O three. Yeah, it was O three at least. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I, I had already met basically where I met Borat initially. So this might even been before Santa Barbara was Brainstorm. Oh, right. So Seattle? that's okay. Yeah. Brainstorm. That's where I met Borat. And then we, and you know, we kept in contact. And when I came to SD, we hung out. I mean, uh, Santa Barbara, yeah. we hung out for the battle we just talked right. about. Um, but yeah, I had met him in Seattle at Brainstorm. And that's where we like we were kicking and deciphering and everything, and um, you know we had a good relationship. So when the two on two for the at the Hot Monkey Love Cafe uh, came ab- came about, it I think it might have been in that same trip um, as what we're talking about. But regardless, that was where we were like, hey, let's team up. And that was actually the first two on two I did um, was with him, and uh, the like overall favorite was Awkward's and No Can and Do. No can. Everyone speculating was like they're they're gonna win and, and, and then there was kale and someone team joint up. custody ended up winning jo- no yeah not, they did no oh not that one really me and borat won that oh joint custody won um they won at the mind games uh, and they beat me and thesaurus oh, in like the right, second right, right. round or something okay no the, first... the last round was you and joint custody i think joint custody yeah, joint we, custody beat awkwards and no can no we you beat awkwards and no can and i think the semis i forgot yeah. who they battled but we battled them and we beat them there i was teamed up with 60 cycle hum in oh, okay. that battle and yeah, yeah. we beat some local san diego dudes like real real bad and then and then we went up against no can and awkwards and i thought they were only did one we only got to do one round and uh I thought that the crowd was chanting one more round, one more. I was like, "Oh, we got this!" Mm-hmm. And then the judges were like, "No, awkward's and no can." Uh-huh. And uh, uh, somebody filmed it. I don't know who. And then Avocado uploaded it long before I met him, uh-huh. and he uploaded it as "No can do an awkward's versus two faggots." <laughs> I swear to God, because he didn't know who we were. That's so yeah, that's how funny. we uploaded. So for a long time, that was living on the internet as no can do and awkward versus two faggots. And I was like, wow, Kyle, that's fucked up. Uh, yeah, how funny is that? that? That's amazing. Yeah, and I remember like driving home from that battle and me, you, and Borat all like putting on instrumentals and rapping to yeah, each other. And I was yeah. like playing you guys music from uh-huh. my first album that no, had that come out yet and shit. Yeah, it's so I funny. That. Yeah, it was fun times, man. Rap was very innocent for all of us back then. Yeah, it was just passion. It was nothing but like. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then soon thereafter, this was when Scribble Jam was like a big fucking deal. Like, mm-hmm. I, like in context, like back then, that um, I looked up to like Scribble Jam oh, champions uh, as like, it was like if you won that, you made it. Like you oh, were about, yeah. you were like guaranteed to have a career. And like those are like some of the most influential rappers for like, at for the time four for or me. five years before that, I yeah. was watching Scribble Jam every year. Yeah. I'd go to 360 Vinyl, which was like the only place in, in Portland that I knew of that, um, you know, they there was like that vinyl. It's like that vinyl store that sold graffiti, uh, graffiti 
tips yeah. and it sold scribble DVDs, you know, and, and I would go there and I'd get scribble jam V from when it was a VHS, you know, yeah. I think like 99, um, Maybe it's 2000. I copped like prior years, like from 99 on. And then, um, every year I would go and get it. Like I'd pre-order it or I'd uh, pre-order it with the store and go get it every year. Yeah. And I watched it religiously. Um, you know, from, from was, was like, Oh, one when, when, um, Mac lethal and dose. Yeah. yeah. Mac, or maybe that was Oh, one or Oh, two. And then, um, Oh, three with Swan and Rhyme Fest and, and 2000 every year. And yeah. that, well, that I remember. Same Thing. It We'd was have, such like, a scribble jam parties. Yeah, like, oh, really? me and all my friends would like That's party so and just watch the new DVD. Who's got the new DVD? Yeah, all right, we're meeting at Joel's at you know this Friday, and well, everyone and, bring and, drink and right. And Santa Barbara became kind of this like hub for people from ca- all over California would come and meet in the middle. Like the people from the Bay and the people from LA would all come mm-hmm. to Santa Barbara because of like. Because of Elliot and because of our like me and Mark's house and everybody would record various places and Franco would cr- crash at Elliot's house and all this shit. But I remember like whenever like customer service would come up and like ten fucking dudes would be at our crib and somebody would always bring the new Scribble Jam DVD yeah. and be like, "Oh, let watch this guy's bars." And it guaranteed somebody always had every battle memorized and shit. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the the I guess what I'm saying is like at that time. Just meeting people that had been in Scribble Jam, I would look at them a little different. Like, oh damn, that fool was in Scribble Jam. Like, yeah. I can't believe he did that. Like when I met Awkward, yeah, because not only was like, not only did it show a certain amount of skill, but it also showed a great amount of dedication to like fly out and put that much faith yeah. in yourself to, to go to, to Cincinnati, Midwest, Cincinnati. Yeah. And so anyway, in two thousand four, we all go out there, right? I went yeah. out. I went it's out like there. One of the strongest showings for ca- for the for the Fresh Coast in yeah. general. I swear. Everybody flew out yeah. from California. Mm-hmm. I, I went just to hang out and try to like slang CDs and meet. People mm-hmm. and take pictures and stuff, and you were in it. Awkward was in it. No can, I think. Oh no, maybe No can didn't show up that year. Uh, at, but I mean, who else? Like Bo Rat was there. Yeah, Bo Rat, uh, Franco, um, Ock. There, there, there was a. a that was, and, 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 that was, and even people who weren't battling, it was like a strong Fresh Coast presence. Yeah. You know, Lush, Lush was there. Oh, right, right. Um, and, and it was like a like we went out there as a team, like, right. like just from like the rapport building. And we like all were staying year. at that shitty fucking hotel, budget, yeah, the the budget host, budget host, yeah. and that was like a crack house yeah. hotel kind it, of. Yeah, but it was perfect because we no one called the cops and we just partied. Right, and windows being broken, right, syringes in the bed, and yeah, it was disgusting. AIDS in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was, it was, uh, but it was perfect because, you know, we'd partied so hard. There's so many people there and we just partied so hard. And so the funny thing is like, we, you were like essentially a no name going Mm -hmm. in there. And a lot of people from, from, uh, that we, that we knew were no names, but we were like this young, it was like a young class that was like going to represent. And then, and, um, there were like old favorites there. Like Swan was clearly the favorite to win. And Uh then that day you just, he had quote unquote, like got robbed against Ryan Fest the year before he had moment, he did the MTV battle. Right, he had been on MTV. Yeah, yeah. And so you go up there and you're just like this fucking, I don't know, like shot in the dark kid that just like goes and takes over the whole shit. Caught the Holy Ghost that day. Do you remember that day? Yeah, it was, it was like the most surreal thing. Like, Prior to that, I was working at the same aluminum extrusion plant that my, like, as I dropped out of high school, um, 
my senior year actually just and it was to like, pursue I'm the traveling rapper. Uh-huh. to Cal it was like when I started traveling to Cal and I was like you know what I was having all these problems it, like academically I could have probably if I just really buckled down but I was just on my like rebellious like whatever I know all this already I don't care right. and then um, then it was like a few like relationship things and I was just like you know what I'm out and then that's when I started heavily traveling to Cali and I was just like I'm doing this and then so I got a job at the same aluminum extrusion plant and before I even got a job I'm like hey I might have to travel and my supervisor's like all right no I respect it and then um he gave me time off to go to scribble because my dude DJ was like I'll buy us tickets if we both go I'll Mm. buy your ticket and I'm like what I'm like I can't pass that up so I get accepted to get in the prelims by Kevin Beach and you had to send like footage and stuff so I got like footage from the battle I won in Portland and then I had like Philip Drummond (laughs) like this stuff from Santa Barbara and whatever else and I sent it in he was like "All right, you're in the preliminary battle because at that time I think it was like uh, you know 16, 16 plus dudes, selected. Right. They would, but they would choose like 14 guys in advance, then leave two spots from the prelims or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. And then, um, uh, so I got accepted in the prelims and, um, you know, the prelims ended up being, so it's, I get the time off and then my boss, um, like two days before I fly out, tickets are already bought everything. Yeah. Two days before I left, uh, my boss was like, Hey, there's people with more seniority that need the time off. You can't go. And I was like, I already bought plane tickets. Like yeah. you, you, you cleared me, you know? Yeah. And he was like, well, if you go, you won't have a job when you get back. And this is like right before I clocked out. And I yeah. remember just like thinking in my head for a sec and I'm like, I like have my check when I get back, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I remember at that point being like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I already gave up school, <laughs> you know, fuck this job. I was like working, I was literally working six days a week, 10 hour shifts, fresh out of high school. I was like 18 doing 60 hours a week wow. of like lifting heavy metal and like become, I became saw boss and was just like cutting me. It was like Eminem and eight mile, yeah. like stamping license yeah, plates, you know, like, like 18. Like he, but, he said, Oh, you're not gonna have a job when you come back. And you said, well, there's vomit on my shirt already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> I think that was my word for word response. (laughs) So I ended up going and uh, yeah, prelims same day. And uh, I I battled Franco in the final final four in the prelims Prelims. moved on. So I made it to the semifinals and like I I battled Jay Jack, I think like first round, which was weird because, Yeah. yeah, you know, we're both came Dude, out I saw him in clothes. Hollywood years later, like with a bunch of fucking porn chicks on Hollywood Boulevard. Like he was like the man. He, when he, I don't know what it happened. You know, he had that glow in his eye. Yeah. He was, he was going to do something always. It was crazy. But yeah. anyways, yeah. So uh, I battled someone else, this guy ubiquitous, and then uh, the semifinals. Oh, yeah, ubiquitous. He, they, <laughs> they went on to, they're pretty big now. Yeah. Because uh, him and uh, his other homie are signed to um, uh, Strange strange Music. Are they? Yeah. What's, uh, what is his group's name? I can't remember, but okay. him, him, Yubi, and who and his crazy rap partner, they're signed to strange. Yeah, bars even back yeah. then. You know, it was just yeah. like a certain thing. But I battled him, and then semifinals came around, and I battled Franco. Yeah, and at that point, they they had said final four move on right. to the main stage and so at that point me and franco both talked right before we went on and we're like we don't even need to battle we yeah. can decipher and um i remember specifically i go first and i'm like so juiced at this point i'm off like a red bull maybe two 
And I'm like, I made it to the main stage. Yeah. Like all I wanted to do, I looked up the scribble jam so much. All I wanted to do was make it to the main stage. Yeah. That like meant everything to me. And uh, so I'm like, all right, yeah, we can just not like just, you know, bullshit around and like freestyle a little bit. And then like, it wasn't getting much reaction. Franco immediately just started bodying. Yeah. Me. He's like, yeah, he was I like, yeah, we'll freestyle. And then he just starts bodying me. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, I thought we was <laughs> I'm like, what? all right, whatever. I'm like, I don't even care. And he ended up beating me. Yeah. I'm like, cool. But I still made it to the main stage. He's an interesting character that way. Oh, a bit of a poor sport. Ton, I got tons of. I got. I, I got a handful of Franco oh, stories. I have a crazy yeah. Franco stories yeah. too. What? But, where is Franco now? Uh, you know. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. He no. he's a he's a uh, career man. Oh, okay. We'll, say, we'll yeah. say we'll say that. He's, yeah. he's I know he's doing good. I haven't seen him he's, in years a, and years and years. Yeah, he's a, he he knows how to get it. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> funny Franco story. Uh, so anyways, um, then first round I battle. Uh, quote unquote Johnny Blaze, but it wasn't Johnny Blaze. He like no showed and uh uh Red Simpkins from Orlando, like Cap Callis's homie, just was like, All right, I'll go up yeah. as Johnny Blaze or right. whatever. And so I battle him first round. But I mean, like, remember in the freestyle days, if you used to watch who battled before and after you and how the brackets broke down, you used to be able to predict who you right. were going to battle. So you could have so, like some bars ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like try to start thinking of stuff yeah. before you that. So the last two battles were Swan versus somebody and me versus Johnny Blaze yeah. in that in that first round on the main stage. So I beat Johnny Blaze. That was like the battle. Like people always uh, quote to me. I was like, oh, t- something about your little sister. Give her a nipple twister. Uh, then Right. scissor kicker right, right. right and like it was just like the energy i was off like three red bulls by this point yeah and i'm like my the energy was it was all adrenaline plus the bull nut from the red bull yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. that, and uh so like no one it was like that f- real fresh coast style that we had developed of just like stacking on rhymes where it you know, if you go to like the idea, the swan, the 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 gin era is real like set up punch, set up punch. But like what we, what I had learned from the Fresh Coast and competing, and you know from the no can do's, the Francos, and everything was like just stacking rhymes on and still punching the same, yeah. but just stacking the rhymes. Well, you would on, use you, know? you would use polysyllabic rhyme schemes in triplets. Like it would be like your setup would have you would start with the triplet or you would start with the polysyllabic rhyme scheme and then you would have it uh so it'd be like ah fuck I wish I I can explain it in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I can't yeah, say yeah. it like without yeah. writing it down like A B A B A B A B But you would like rhyme right at the beginning and then you'd rhyme at the end of the bar and then you would rhyme in the middle of the next bar and at the end of that bar. So yeah. you have a bunch of rhyme schemes right in the middle. Yeah. And so, and like that, I feel like you kind of developed that and that became like, but that became the blueprint for what everybody did, did for like four that. years after yeah. that, at least, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. like you and Pete, uh, Thesaurus like really had that style mastered. And then, Everybody from fucking Florida and wherever, New York, like everybody that was battle rapping started right. started doing that. Yeah. And I just remember being like, this is disgusting because like yeah. this is these guys bad. style that like yeah. all these people are bastardizing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It like uh, it evolved from like w- the, the big influence on me from Franco and No Can Do, um, you know, and just an XI and the Fresh Coast style in general was like not just doing setup punch. It was like, um, you know, the setup was damn near 
or punch in itself. Yeah. But then there, instead of just being two rhymes every two bars, it was like three or four. Right. And that that was how it started in Scribble Jam. And then, you know, of course, in, 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 and then it evolved with me and Thesaurus in, in, in um, the two on twos later. But so all that to say in Scribble Jam. No one had I, ever heard it. Before. Yeah. And it was like this avalanche of like rhymes and not, like people. I think it really took took people off guard combined with like this young cat with all this energy, you know, like adrenaline was just like overflowing out of me to even make Like I told myself that day, if I make it to the main stage, that's all I want to do. Once I made it to the main stage, I'm like, I just want to make the DVD. This is like what I grew up on. If I make the DVD, I'm immortalized in hip hop. (laughs) You know, I really felt like I go down in history forever if I make it on the DVD. So my first round I win and then I realized I'm battling Swan. So rewind less than a year before this, we watched me, my, you know, it was one of those things where we went to my buddy Joel's house, watched O3 DVD, got into a big argument with my buddy DJ, who happened to be at Scribble when I went, who I went with. And I got into a big argument with him because we watched it and Swan was like, the, everything was a punch, you know? I mean, it was set up, punch, set up, punch, but every, there was no filler. Right. And, uh, he was amazing and I, I remember being like man I'll beat him like after we watched 03 everyone was like Swan should have won Swan should have won I was like man I'll battle him and I remember my buddy D- DJ who's like my biggest advocate being like look man you're really good you're really good I don't think you could ever beat Swan. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what? And I remember looking at him hella crazy, and I'm like, mm. the, the Napoleon and, complex and, and, and kicks in. Yes. So <laughs> for real. And so then, fast forward, I'm like, I'm about to battle Swan. Yeah. You know, like in between rounds in 04, I'm like, I'm about to battle. And I look out in the crowd, and I see DJ in like the second row, and he looks at me, and he yells something. I'm like, what? And I just see him mouth, you're battling Swan. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like yelling it. And I'm oh, like, shit. and I could look at him, I go, I know. <laughs> and so like immediately the, my the, gears are in turning. the biopic of your fucking life that would be the moment where like dun, 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 <laughs> it's definitely dun, montage yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely montage you material. flash back and see the yeah. life before your eyes because in my head i'm like swan has all this momentum i'm battling him which means i'm making the dvd right and that was this like the like second my, to last round or was no that, that, that was, was the, the second, second round, round. Oh, wow, no yeah shit. that was the second round yeah yeah uh, and, i battled and five pre- people and on pretty the main much stage. And, and you end up winning that battle and i remember being in the crowd watching that and it was like at, when that happened all of us were going so ape shit but like the crowd just bang. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the judges that, came and like picked me up from after that, that from idea. that point from that point it was yours to lose yeah and like the mac lethal battle in the final round it almost seemed like a gimme for you yeah. which is it's so funny to see where everyone's at now because yeah to put that in perspective in 2004 you battled mac lethal in the final round of scribble jam and it's crazy where careers have gone because mm-hmm. now you are like essentially a career battle rapper like you like that i would imagine that's like what pays the bills right yeah yeah that and, that and, and yeah. other stuff and yeah. so but i mean like it, you know, and, and Mac Lethal now is like a YouTube sensation that's like goes viral for fucking pancake wraps and everything yeah. else. You yeah. know, like everyone's found their little niche right. with the music, even though that was a that was a pivotal year, uh, I think, because that that was the year that things were changing and it was no longer like uh Winning Scribble Jam doesn't mean you're going to be a touring musician necessarily. It means that now you just have a name and you got to figure out how to internet hustle your way through the fucking world. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember No Can Do called me after the whole thing and was like, you know, like, you know, we had a relationship, but he called me after that and was like, we're at the budget house. And well, was you like, know who told him that you, you won? 
Whoa. I, I, I had lost my voice and I went and, but when you won, I was like, Oh my God, we're all going to make it. Like <laughs> yeah, we've like, done it. I, yeah. I was literally having like a mama. We made it moment. Like, Oh my God, the whole crew is on, you yeah, know, yeah. I was like, damn. Cause, cause that's the thing is like the way that I found out about so much rap was through scribble jam. Like I found out about Sage Francis and yeah, like, like too. the way Black that boy. I found out about fucking slug was through battle raps. Yeah. Cause I saw idea and then I heard about the rhyme Sarah shit. And then and I heard about brother Ali. And then that's how I found out about slug. Slug. And Completely. so even though I didn't know Slug as a battle rapper, I was like, oh shit, now that all the homies are on, like they're going to see the songs that I've done with them. And then we're, and I was like, everybody's going to be on. Yeah. And, um, and so I called James right after the battle and I was like, I'm like, Hey man, like you'll never believe. Cause that's how my voice sounded. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you'll never believe who won. And he's like, who? And I was like, Greg won. And he's like, oh shit. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then so he called me later. Yeah. And, and so I was, I was like, like oh, I made it. Yeah. I made yeah, it. Yeah. I like fell asleep. <laughs> it sounds like Mag is made up, but I literally like we drank till do you, who you knows remember, what hey, time. No the next homo. Day. Do you remember who you slept with that night? We slept in a bed together that night. Pause. <laughs> I, I was I crashed at the budget hotel and I just fell asleep on a bed. And then you had drank like however the fuck much yeah, you drank yeah, a shitload that yeah, night, yeah. and you ended up just crashing on the bed uh, next to me. And and we didn't cuddle or nothing. Well, Your yeah. loss, but but yeah, I woke up and I went. Prior, oh. prior to, to to that, yeah. I I woke but probably right before I crawled yeah, in the bed. Yeah. I woke up sitting in a chair oh, in yeah. the same hotel room, like. Crazy cradling the scribble jam oh, yeah. trophy. Like yeah, I woke yeah. up and I was just like cradling like a newborn little baby. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Was no, like, it was on that night. <laughs> it, that, yeah. It was probably like, you know, t- yeah. noon when I probably crawled in. The right. It, it went, it went till the light came out. For yeah. Sure. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun time. And so after scribble, you go back to Oregon and you don't have a job waiting for you. Right. And do you kind of realize like, oh shit, I got to make this rap shit work? Because it, it, the thing is, is that battle rapping uh, as a monetary thing wasn't f- real back then. Yeah. Now it is. It yeah. wasn't then. Right. Right. So what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was it was definitely a realization like, okay, now what? Right. You know, um, because even at that time, competing at, you know, the, the highest level was always a gamble because it, there was no guarantees right. back then. You know, like now there's guarantees. At that time, it was whoever won. Right. It was a, it was like. Else. It was like, sure, a battle might have a $5,000 prize, but only the winner gets that. And then to a point, you guys started like uh, uh, colluding together to like, okay, look, if we make it to the final round, we're split it regardless or whatever. Like, so that became a little bit more safety. But Uh now people make five, 10 Gs for one battle. Right. Right. No matter what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Guarantee. Uh Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely a moment of realization and I had to, uh, you know, pull, pull, pull resources and do other things and whatever. But, uh. That was a definitely a catalyst to be able to open up other opportunities, you know, that I try, tried to utilize as much as possible. So from from traveling to shows, guarantees a little more, you know, I definitely seen um, when when I dropped my first record the the, the uh, effects of the the name built in battle rap, but it wasn't something that was a real, especially at that time, a realistic sole income to right. be able to support, you know independent living right totally so what do you do when you get home so when i get home oh one um basically or no oh four sorry oh four there was like a year and a half of pretty much just degeneracy Uh, um you know party i think there's some battles here and there there's like the king of portland battle oh five whatever and um 
now I, I traveled out to like for like spin the mic or something. And, and you know, there's a thousand here, 500 there, a thousand there. But it was a real like up in the air um, time where I like went back home and or I was st- staying at home. And then um, 06 was the World Rap Championships, which I was like, this is how, how did, I have to do this. How did know? 05 feel? I've never gotten asked about this, but 05, when we go back to Scribble Jam, you were the favorite, clearly. And w- what happens? Was it first or second round? Like there was a big yeah, upset. Yeah, it was like second round. I lost to uh, H Bomb. Oh yeah, right, say. right. Another Portland Which, dude, right? Seattle. Oh, but Seattle. Yeah, I had lost him, and I'm like oh for two against yeah. right, Bomb at right. this point. Um, he How, got me. Was that like a fucking? For me, losses seem devastating, and I'm sure no, they yeah. get blown up in your air. Like I'm sure they're not as big of a deal in your head. But that seemed like to me, I was like, oh man, this is a fucking downer. How was nah, it? Nah, yeah, it sucked. Um, it definitely sucked. Uh, but at that time, like the source was on a run. I was like, God, I was like, he's got to win, you know. Oh, right. And then um, when I when I watched like Justice do what he did, you know, maybe it was like the ego or like a a, a uh, may, maybe it was like a um, consolation prize for me to be like, he just out Ilmacked. Right. Me That's this right. Year. He he totally did. It was the, the Ilmac pattern. It was the, the same. same dynamic. Yeah. And so like in my head, I was like trying to console myself with the fact that like uh yeah but the guy who won just right. did what did i what did last did. year right. just it was a little his bit moment. better than me right. and but that's no shade because, like that was just like the real thoughts that yeah. i had at that time but he he performed that a whole new like he you stepped ever, it up you, you ever know? go back and watch those kind of battles and just uh, are like embarrassed by how far you've come since then or like you know what i mean like yeah because now course. at the time watching them i was going this is the fucking pinnacle yeah. of battle yeah. rap. This is so amazing. And now yeah. I go back and I go, Jesus Christ, like yeah. everybody sucked back then. Right, right. So funny. No, no, I, I, I definitely do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, it's kind of, it's come a, it's come a long way. Yeah. You know? I still, I still keep in contact with, um, Justice's homie that he flew out with this dude, Steve. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That, nice. I met him at that scribble jam and we're still homies to this day out, even out in Australia. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Um, okay. So, yeah, the World Rap Championships start th- mm-hmm. in 06, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the um, precursor to everything that's happened with model- modern, I guess, battle rapping. Yeah. Even though it had been going a lo- on a long time with smack battles and stuff like that as far as acapellas go. Yeah. How, how did you initially feel about acapella battle rapping? Um, you know, I think there was like this uh, Fresh Coast slash freestyle kind of um, – hegemony that I had grown up with like oh you know like that ain't freestyle like that's mixtape versus right. but I watched them like it right. was like it was, it, it was definitely like I was a fan and I also just kind of tried to be like yeah but our shit's freestyle you know right. like it was like that young like yeah I like commercial rap but underground <laughs> right, <laughs> you know it's right. like that type of right. dynamic and um so the two on twos, we get contacted for it. And like us, you know, prior to this, me and the source had teamed up once for mind games. We lost to a uh, Callas and Rockus in the finals. Highlighted that as I'm wearing an analog hoodie and, <laughs> and uh, uh, Callas says, he says uh, that, that, that don't say. Was it? Yeah, he says that 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 hoodie don't say analog. It says anal. OG. <laughs> like, I remember that. That was you, like what yo, body does. You know what's funny is that. Uh 
the next year, I think in oh, no, maybe so that was like oh five. I think uh, maybe games. in oh six, yeah. Bo Rat and I teamed up on Mind Games, mm-hmm. and we lost to Callus and Ruckus, yeah. and they got and and we almost had, but they got us with some like I think I think uh, Ruckus called me like Stewie from Family Guy or something, and the crowd seemed to very uh, like react to that yeah. pretty heavy. But that was all you had to do is like compare people. Yeah, to, Tucson like, favorites. They, yeah, they love yeah. the, they love their Arizona kids and, yeah. and the home to, field advantage. Anyway, so um, so we had teamed up already once and um then uh harry from jump off reached out to us like hey this battle i think it was ten thousand um dollar prize you should do the two on twos um so where was the first one i i oh the first one was in new york so um he's like you know we'll fly you out put you up um just do the two on twos so we're like all right, I hit the source. He's like, let's do it. Nothing more to be said. Let's go get this 10,000. And, um, you know, we went out there, small Manhattan apartment we shared. And, uh, you know, that was actually the most grueling, even though Scribble Jam, like, was just such a long process and is one-on-one. To this day, I maintain that the, like, the two-on-two experiences were the most grueling, um, battle rap experiences that I've ever had. Like, it was like just 12 hours straight battling every team twice. Nothing but rap, yeah, it was rap, a lot. rap. And it was a lot. And you could see as you watched them progress, like, the fatigue. Yeah. Like, yeah. the, the first battles are definitely like better than the last battles. Yeah. It's, 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 to a certain extent. It's battling from like, 12 to 12 you just you run know? out of words and, at yeah, a certain like, point what else do you want me to say right. i already battled this team is like three rounds of like long rounds at yeah. that time yeah. what, what was long rounds and um you know we just went in there and initially what we said was you know we can't go wrong if we just spit four bars each yeah that's it and then we have time to think of what we're gonna the say next, next. we're freestyle we'll go in with you know some punchlines, but at that time we didn't have no setups, no nothing. We're like, mm-hmm. we're just going like, well, I don't know, you know, I'll have a couple here, a couple there and, and everything else will just freestyle off each other. And mm-hmm. like me and him had a pretty good dynamic as, as, as friends of, uh, you know, joking, you know, mm-hmm. like we could just mm-hmm. go off each other on long winded jokes forever. And I think that heavily played into our dynamic as a team. Right. So, you know, we get there, we battle and, um, we just followed our formula of like four bars each. Four and that bars became each the off. blueprint for like the next five years. It yeah. feels like yeah. the, like the way that you guys were rhyming during those yeah. just became like, that's what battle rap well, sounded well, prior like. Prior to that, it yeah. was like the era of like setup punch of yeah. like, um, you know, yo, something is like the nonsensical setup. Yeah. Like something talk whack. Yeah. Yo, everything you talk's whack. Yeah. You look like blank on crack. crack. Yeah, you know, totally. that was like the quintess. That was like, oh, he does yeah. kind of look like yeah. that person if they had a serious addiction right. that we shouldn't laugh at. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so then like what, like what we did and it was really like the source. I think they, they uh, cultivated it and then us doing it in the uh, uh, two on twos just put it on a a bigger level was rather than just saying that it was like adding the extra rhyme so like I remember a bunch of the source examples of before we even teamed up where he was for the world rap championships where he was like you know something um, I'm liver you look like Mackay Pfeiffer if he stuck his face in five diapers so it was like adding the extra rhyme after the comparison and like that was kind of our um 
uh, our thing. So it wasn't just saying the thing it was like adding an extra right. layer. And that became kind of the blueprint for right. set, for grind time right. after that, even, you know? So speaking of grind time, did you think when those things were starting that battle leagues would be a feasible thing or as big of a, a thing as they are now? Uh, no, I had no idea where it was going. It's kind of by the seat of my pants, like previous to like right before, cause I like got involved with grind time, like had grind time Northwest and right prior to that, like what I was doing, I, I was throwing my own shows in Portland and doing filming battles, acapella, right. just cause I'm like, jump, I seen what jump off did. I'm like, I'm doing it myself. I wasn't really that aware of grind time. And then lush reached out to me like, you should just join. And I then almost kind of feel like you were a late adopter to the league thing because you were kind of a, a cut above a lot of the dudes that were doing it already like you yeah. were the one who they had kind of you you had kind of fathered their style mm -hmm. and so i think like like when when you first battled in the leagues it was kind of a bigger deal wasn't yeah. It? yeah 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 because my first battles against diz you know there'd already been several grind time events right. even west coast and uh you know diz had beat the swords right. i battled diz and madness the same day my first oh event that's right right battle of the bay two or three or uh, something? i think it was three yeah yeah um so yeah, I, I definitely like came to the game a little late with grind time, but then like joined as also a a, a, prom, a president yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would say at this point now you've battled in a bunch of different leagues yeah. and like with the history that you have and and just how you've been performing lately, like you're you're. I mean, you're clearly a well-known battle rapper. I think most people from every league would say you're like a top 10, top 20, whatever dude. I don't, I don't know. the. Mm -hmm. I don't really follow battling that much yeah. anymore. It's become too, top one. It's become too many. Yeah, there you go. You're the best <laughs> battler that's ever lived ever. or anything. Have you battled in URL yet? Oh, shit. He's got his <laughs> king of the dot chain on. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. You are the, you're the king of yeah, the dot champ right yeah, now, aren't you? Yeah. That's uh, right. I haven't battled in URL, no. Well, will you? Yeah. I mean, I, you yes, want to? Yes. Who do you want to battle in URL? I don't care. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to be official. Why haven't you yet? Um, there was like one opportunity, and um, after I gave my, this is like 2012, and um, I gave my price, and then never heard back. So uh, I might have been, I might have yeah. priced myself out of the game at that point. Yeah. But um, it's, it'll happen. What? Because my 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 goal at this point is I will be before I like hang my battle gloves up. Yeah. I will be the great, you know, the son, I will be the greatest of all time. Uh, so are the, I'm going to do that. That's good. That's a good attitude to have. I like yeah. that. Maybe, I mean, you just lit a fire under my ass. No, where I'm, I'm like, like, I got to go be the greatest at something. No, no, not really. I, I, it's true. I so here's the thing. When we were coming up and we were kids, I felt like the battle scene was clicky in that we had our, what became known as the Fresh Coast thing. Yeah. We were all friends and we would look at people. I remember seeing Iron Solomon at, at, um, at uh, Scribble Jam one time and just being like, Psst. I was like, damn, this kid's dope, but like, fuck him. Like, what the fuck? He's, yeah. got, he's like some New York guy and like, look how he's dressed. Like, what is this? Like being like, cause I wanted to like, I was like sticking up for my home team. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Not and totally now I'm like, no oh, chance. that kid's, that dude's like an amazing battle rapper. Yeah. And so is, is battle rap so kind of clicky like that where it's like you run with this certain league. And so like, oh, you know what? When, when me and Lux see each other, we don't talk or anything like that. I, I think it's, it, it, 
to a certain extent, but it's super lightweight just because same thing with music, same thing with music. But I think the Internet and awareness of everything has broken a lot of that down to where, like, I feel familiar with this artist that I've never that's never came to my town. But I've seen all his music video. It's the same thing with like battle rappers where, you know, I've met several East Coast cats, Midwest, you know, from Big T to the Arsenal, even people I battle who when we go to events like we kick it, we drink beforehand and it's and, and and it's not it's not as much division just because you know those 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 clicks were developed out of like I have relationships with them now it's like developed out of awareness and, and access right. it's always been about access well and everybody you know? pays so much attention to what everyone's doing yeah. I feel like you guys seen this thing. very well documented you right. know everything is content um, so life is good yeah, life. I'm, you know, I grateful. The universe rewards gratitude. Yeah, know? it all. It nah. seems like it all worked out. You're living off your passions. Yes, right. It's true. That's all you can ask for, man. It really is. What's next for you? Um, really, I you know, I just been really pushing the music and like battle rap. Yeah, I love battle rap. Music's always been my first love. Like yeah. we covered, you know, I, I was recording and making music and I had passion before you know for it long before battle right. rap and that's that's my first love like it's always been my first love writing making music's been my so that's like what i've been pursuing um me and only one myself and only one just dropped the album called only a nil okay you know it's on itunes when did it camp. drop september 18th okay so yeah, it just we, came out yeah yeah we just got finished doing a tour you guys um, were from sand so, people together is the yeah. same people still together uh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're all homies. We all kick it. Like we're not actively making music as a collective. Right. There's like a myth of an album that right. like has just been on hard drives that I don't have access right, to, but right, right. like that we started a few years yeah. ago and we've like, you know, been adding to, but overall we all support and do tours with each other. Oh, like cool. last summer, me, gold, Sape, spark, you know, four tenths out of cool. the crew toured. Um, this last tour we did is four tenths of us, myself, uh, or gold. And then, um, uh, a homie that's not in the crew, Mike Bogan, and then me, only one in Spark, all just did a tour. Cool. DJ Spark. So we're all actively, like, you know, supporting each other's music career. It's just more of, like, subgroups and, yeah. and, and solo acts. Right, and, of course. And st- still collaborating actively. Right. But, yeah, only in them. You know, we got Hippie Sabotage and Chase right. on all the production. Yeah, we just had Sat on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. He, they produced his record, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It, it's like all like, you know, even going back to the battleship, it's like all family still. Yeah. And we're still intersecting paths. Like right. Sat's about to be on a few shows we're doing this month. Me, nice. only Sat and Chase Dope. are doing a little string of shows. Cool, man. But um, yeah, just pushing that. Um, Where can the people find you online? Just at Immaculate on Twitter. Um, I'm uh, actively protesting Facebook because they want me to upload like an ID and all this like info uh, of me <laughs> because I was using my like artist name, oh, yeah. like ill space maculate. Right. So they're like trying. I'm like, man, y'all block all my views anyway. Yeah, like I yeah. got like five. I got the max amount of friends right. quote unquote and like i see my stuff gets like 10 likes right. because it doesn't reach and i'm like right. fuck facebook but um yeah twitter at uh, on instagram just at immaculate right. sp um, and if you got the and then if you guys want to find him he's very easy to find on youtube as well just search yeah. immaculate spelled how it sounds right. and there are 
hours upon hours of battles. And if you are not a battle rap fan, be very careful because you will get sucked into a K-hole and maybe you'll become a fan. And if you are a battle rap fan, thank you for tuning in. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys learned something about my, my friend Greg that you didn't know before because I, <laughs> I sure did as well. Thank um, you, so with that being said, my name is Lee. Some of you guys know me as Intuition. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at It's Intuition. You can find my man behind the boards, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery at I am database, based with two S's. Uh, you can find us as a unit at Kinda Neat, youtube.com slash Kinda Neat, where you're going to see Immaculate perform. And everything is wrapped up in a pretty package at KindaNeat.net. Remember to download the podcast app, search for Kinda Neat, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I think that's all my spiel. And if you're still listening, thank you so much. Like I said, yeah. I'm Lee. That was Immaculate. And this was Kinda neat. Thank you.